This week's parsha is Parshas Nasai, and there's a lot that's contained in Parshas Nasai. What I want to speak about this morning is the element of Birkas Kaihanim, which is a special mitzvah that Akedush Baruch Hu gives Aaron and his children to bless Klal Yisrael. That I will place my name on Bnei Yisrael through you, and I will bless them. So there is a power that the Kaihanim have that when they do and when they get up and they bench Klal Yisrael with this bracha hamishuleshes batayr, this tri-part bracha, this three-part blessing, it has a incredible power somehow to. Uh, to infuse Klal Yisrael with a special kedusha that Akedush Baruch Hu gave to the Kaihanim, Bektushasei Shel Aaron. They themselves, the Kaihanim themselves, are invested even today with this kedusha that Akedush Baruch Hu gave Aaron, and by blessing Klal Yisrael in the manner of saying these three psukim, Hashem Yishmerecha, etc., that is able to empower Klal Yisrael to great blessings. I wanted to speak a little bit this morning uh, in a different vein than I normally do. Normally I speak more of uh, Aldera Hadrush. This morning I just wanted to give a little bit more of a uh, Aldera, perhaps Lamdus or, uh, or Halacha, uh, that's very, very important to know. Uh, it's, it's quite well known, but I just wanted to sort of do it in my own way. And that is the sugya of Shemea Ka'ina by Birchas Kaihanim. We know that there is a concept that we use quite often, almost every day, in fact, of Shemea Ka'ina. Shemea Ka'ina is a halachic uh, way of being able to be mighty somebody else in different mitzvahs. For example, uh, I guess the most obvious example would be Kiddush. When I make Kiddush for you on Shabbos, uh, then how does that work? You're supposed to make Kiddush yourself. Why am I able to make Kiddush on a kais, and somehow it transfers over to you uh, just by you listening to me making Kiddush. How does that work? So there's a concept called Shemea Ka'ina. Shemea Ka'ina means that when you listen to me make Kiddush, it's as if you are... Aina doesn't really just mean responding, even though we generally understand the word Aina means to answer, but it means really to say something. When you listen... It's as if you're actually saying it in a certain halachic way. So that's how it works with Kiddush. That's how it works with uh, Kriyas Hatayra. When you listen to the Balkari Lane, the Balkari has in mind to be mighty everybody as if they are everyone themselves is laning or, and they're listening to, uh, to Kriyas Hatayra and they're, it's as if they're saying it themselves through you. I could be mighty you with brachas, with certain types of brachas, a birchas mitzvah. If, I, if I'm making a bracha of, of Leisha Basukah and you have in mind to be yaitzu with my bracha or with, with as long as it's not a, a birchas hananin, uh, it's okay. You can make your own, you could, I, I, you could be yaitzu your chiyav through my, my amira. So the question arises, would you say that this din of Shemei Ka'ina applies even by birchas kaihanim? So, for example, let's say we were all kaihanim, and we all got up onto the duchan, onto the stage in front of the base medrash, in front of the shul, and let's say I have a very nice voice, 
and everybody wants to hear me sing Birchus Kayanim. They don't want to hear everybody sing Birchus Kayanim. You guys don't have the same nice voice as me. They're paying me a lot of money to be the chazan, to come for a Shani Yom Kippur or whatever, and they want, they want to hear me duchen. So would everybody be able to, let's say, stand by and listen, all the other kahanim listening to my duchening, and I'll have you in mind, you have mine to be, in mind to be Yaitse, and would I be able to thereby patter your chiyav through me, just like I could do that by Birchus Kahan, by, uh, by, by Kriyas Hatayr, I could do it by Kiddush, so Lechayra should be able to do it even by Birchus Kahanim. Why would I not be able to be Maitzi other Kahanim in Duchanim? This is a question that was um, brought up by Rebetzalo Hakain Mivilna. Rebetzalo Hakain Mivilna was a great Talmud Chacham. He lived, obviously, in Vilna, and he was a Kayin. And he brings in a Sefer. He has a Sefer called Shailos Hatshuvas Reishis Bikurim. And in this Sefer, he says, very fascinating, that he visited once a city in Italy, a Svardish Shul in a city in Italy. The city in Italy was called... Trieste. Trieste. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but something like that. You might want to add a, uh, an Italian, uh, you know, extra, you know, accent to that, but something like that. And in this shul, he reports that he went, and he was, he was a Kayin, and they said, you know, Mechubed, you're Mechubed to say Birchus Kayanim, and all the other Kayanim that are on the stage with you, they're going to listen to you and they'll be yaitze their chiyav of birchas kahanim through listening to you. Meaning, this isn't just a uh, a theoretical shaila that arose. This is actually a practical shaila that this is a practical thing that happened. There was actually a minig in a city in, in, in Italy that had this minig. That was their minig. And uh, that's exactly what happened. He went up, he duchened, and all the other kayanim, I don't know if they were, I guess they were doing, you know, with their hands, what kayanim do with their hands, but they were not saying anything. They were trying to be yaitse through his duchening with shemea ka'ina, and as if they were duchening themselves. Now, the Rishis Bikurim brings a few rayas that this actually works, and that he says that based on this experience that he had, he understands now, it blew open a lot of different questions that he had through Sugis and Tysus and throughout, throughout Shas. He says, for example, there's a Tysus in Saito Lamatesimut Beis. And um, speaking about Trekali Lemishtamai by Birchus Kayanim, and uh, he basically says that Aaron Hakayin, this is something that the Ramban says, that meaning that why doesn't it say that the Bnei Aaron also blessed Kali Yisrael? It just says that Aaron lifted his hands and he blessed Kali Yisrael. What about the Bnei Aaron? This is the Ramban's question. And he is madchadis, and he says that Aaron was commanded Nesias Kapayim that day, and after that the Bnei Aaron uh, would, would be responsible to bench Kali Yisrael as well. But Rabbi Tzalakayin says, no, you don't have to say that. Maybe Aaron was the one who blessed Kla Yisrael, and his sons stood there with him, and they were Yaitzu with Shemeya because they were listening, and therefore it's like they were saying it themselves. 
he says, uh, and this is really, I think, the best uh, raya. There is a very strange Mishnah in Megillah Chavdal and Amanalf. It says, Hamaftir, if you have the keyboard of, of the Haftira, you get called up to the Torah for Haftira, for Maftir. So it says, Hu Noise Kapov. He's the one that Duchens also. We throw, we give him a lot of kibud. We you know sometimes you get uh, Maftir and they say, okay, you're going to stay up there for Musaf. It's a package deal. So in the old days, it wasn't just a package deal for Musaf, it was a package deal for a few things, including Duchen. You got to Duchen. What does it mean, who nice says Kabu? If I'm a Kayin, I'll go up there with everybody else. So says Rebetzal HaKayin, no. It means that I have the Zchus to lead Yisra, to lead the Kayhanim in Duchening. It was a special keyboard that just like there's a guy that benches, he gets, you know, you can honor somebody to, to bench Mizuman, to, be, to lead the Zimun. You could honor somebody to lead Duchening. And that's what it means, that the person that's the maftir, who nice as kapov, he's the one that leads duchening. Other kind of stand there, but they listen to him, and he's the one that leads duchening. There's also a Mishnah and Brachas that says that if there is no kain except for him, meaning, let's say I'm the, I'm the baltfila, I'm the balmusaf, and now it comes duchening time, and but I'm the only Kayin in the room. I'm Ancient Kayin Elohu. I'm the only Kayin around. What do you do? It happens a lot, by the way. I've seen this in, in Eretz Yisrael. It's quite common because in Eretz Yisrael they do it every day. But even in America, sometimes, you know, it's Yantiv and the Kayin, there's only one Kayin in the Minyan. And he happens to be the one that's Duchening. So what do they do? He turns around and he blesses the, the Am and somebody else says, leads him with Yivarechacha, somebody from the Tzibur. So... So what he says is that if there is a different Kayin, then the Shliach Tzibor is Neisei Kappa B'Shemeya. Meaning it's Mashma from that Mishnah that if let's say there was another Kayin, then what does he do? Let's say there, was, there were three Kayanim in the Shul. Then he wouldn't have to say Yivrechacha because he could listen. The Shliach Tzibor, if he's a Kayin, could actually listen and be Yaitzu B'Shemeya Kayinah. So anyway, he brings a, a whole list of rayas that this minig must work, and life is good. Everything, everybody's happy because you have a raya to this minig that shamei kind of works by There shouldn't be any reason to argue with that, right? That seems pretty simple. I mean, it's a chiddush das because we never saw it. Maybe it's not our minig, but there is no reason why lecharit should not work. Until the Beis HaLevi came along. There's a very well-known Beis HaLevi. If you want to look it up, it's in Beis HaLevi, Al-Atayra, at the end of Sefer Bereshis. He has uh, like a few pages. First there's Hanukkah, and then at the end there's uh, a Shaila about Birchas Kaihanim with Shemei Kaina. And he says the following. He says, Shamati Mechacham Echad. I heard from a Chacham Echad that you could... Lane with Shemekain, that you could do with Shemekain, and it works that one kind could be Naisei Kapov and the other kind could listen to it. Now, everybody will automatically assume, whoever is knowledgeable with the Svarim, so I know who this Chacham Echad is, probably Rabbi Salah Kayin of Vilna. That's where he probably saw this, but we'll prove soon that it wasn't him. But he says that it should make sense, Lachaira, but He's, and then he brings the rayas that Rabbi Salakayin brings about Hamafter bin Nabi, who says Shema. He brings a few of these rayas. But he says, I don't agree. 
He says, I cannot see how that would work. Why? What's the problem with it working? Why would Shemei Kainan not work by Birchus Kainan like it works by Kiddush, like it works by everything else? So he says like this. Very big yisai that the Beis HaLevi gives us. He says that when does Shemei Kainan work? Shemei Kainan only works when you have a chiv to say something, let's say, like for example, by Kiddush. Is there any extra din that you have to do anything other than just mutter Kiddush? You could whisper, let's say I'm, I'm, I'm home alone on Shabbos. I don't have to like scream Kiddush, I could just say it a, a, in an undertone. And it's am say. I don't have to say it with any bells and whistles, I just have to say it. Just a mere regular saying of something entitles you to be Yaitse with Shemei Kaina. But if there is anything extra that you need to do in your Amira, Shemei Kaina does not work. Shemei Kaina doesn't mean that you are me, it means you are me in a minimal way. So what I mean to say is that there's a special din by Birchaz Kaihanim that does not apply by, uh, by, by a regular type of Amira, and that is that you need Kol Ram. It's The Pasuk says, Amar Lahem, that you have to say it to them, and the Gemara incite the Darshans, had it, what does it mean, Amar Lahem, you have to say it to them? Obviously, I have to say it to them. Amrla means bekol rum. I have to scream it. If you ever, if you're ever in a shul that the kahanim are very medactic and and dulchening properly, they're not whispering berachaskanim. They're they're saying it out loud. Sometimes if you go to Eretz Yisrael to like a very firm place, you'll hear that they're actually really saying it loud. They'll sometimes be screaming it because that's a din of kol rum. You have to say it out loud. Now says the Beis Halevi, if there's a special chiv of kol rum. You can't argue, he says, that when Reuven says a Bakal Ram and Shimon's listening to Reuven say a Bakal Ram, that Shimon is saying a Bakal Ram. You could say that he's saying it because Shemei Kaina works, but he's saying it in the most minimal baseline type of Amira. Maybe he's just whispering it or maybe saying it, you know, in a very, but he's not saying it out loud. Shemei Kaina does not mean that suddenly everybody's screaming it. They're just, Shemeya is kind of, they're just saying it in a way that's the most basic Amira possible. But since Birchaz Ka'anim is not enough just to say it, you have to say it out loud, that's not Shemeya Ka'ina. Shemeya Ka'ina does not operate in a way that it's mamish out loud. Now, there are people that will argue with this, and they will say, I, th- I believe the Chazanish says this, possibly Rav Shach, that they will argue that Shemei Ka'ina actually does work in a, in a way that whatever you're doing, you're me, or I'm you. For example, Kiddush, I should have to be having a kais in front of me, right? If, to make Kiddush, I need a kais. Now, let's say Shabbos morning, when I'm making Kiddush for the Elam, do I, does everybody have a kais? No. You don't even need to drink from my kais. You just have to listen to me make Kiddush, I have to drink from the kais, and you're yaitzi, you can start eating your cake. How does that work? The answer is that Shemei Ka'ina, you could argue, you don't have to agree with this, but Shemei Ka'ina makes you me. Whatever I'm doing, not just B'dibor, but B'maisa, translates to you. So that's something that the people that say that you can... Uh, Duchen, and you employ Shemei Kainet for the other Kayanim, they would argue perhaps that way. 
but the Beis HaLevi says that Shemekainah does, just does, simply doesn't have the power to work that way. Shemekainah in, entitles you to have a minimal debor, but it doesn't give you any extra bells and whistles. I'll give you another application of this Beis HaLevi. We know that, I don't know what the minig of Svardim are by, uh, by Megillus Esther, but Ashkenazim, I think almost universally, when it comes to Megillus Esther and the Balkyrie gets up to Aseris B'nei Haman, all of a sudden everybody stops and they say the Aseris B'nei Haman by themselves, <laughs> and it's very hard to do because you're supposed to do it B'neshima Achas, you have to do it in one breath, and unless you're, these are very hard, these aren't Joe, Sam, and Mary, this is like, you know, you know, these are Parshandosa, uh, Dalfa, and Aspasa, you know, hard words, these are long names, these guys have like three-syllable names. So, you know, and you're supposed to, you know, you haven't been working out on the treadmill before Purim, and you're like, you're out of breath halfway through, but you're supposed to try to make it through the entire thing, B'neshima Achas, and then the Balkari does it himself in Ishimachas. And it's a strange minute. Why do we do that? Why don't we just, uh, we, we listen to the Balkari pretty much for the entire rest of the Megillah. Why are we doing it now ourselves? All of a sudden, uh, we're able to do this at home. We didn't, we, the, we weren't trusted to do this until now, and now all of a sudden we're, we're given over the reins of, uh, of leaning by ourselves. It's interesting, if you look in the Mishnabura. Mishmur says, this is a bad minute. You shouldn't do this. Let the Balkari do it the whole way through. Don't stop. Let, let the Balkari do everything. He says, it's a, I think he says, I'm not sure the exact question, but he says, it's not. but yet, I don't know if anyone has an Ashkenazic shul that follows the Mishnabura, raise your hand. Really? Where? where? What? Yeah, all right, I'm very surprised. I, I, I've yet to be in any shul or yeshiva in the world that does this, that, that, meaning that does not, that follows the Mishnah Bura as far as this is concerned. Um, I think most people know that you say, as soon as you get up to the Aseris Ben it's like part of Purim. It's like, you know, everybody has to struggle with the Aseris Ben Haman, and then you could go weiter. Okay, I'm happy that people are following the Mishnah Bura, Baruch Hashem. But... Klal Yisrael generally, I think, has this minig, and the question is, why? Where do we get this minig from? Says the Ragachavar. The Ragachavar says, based on the Beis Halevi, it's very gishmak. Because when I listen to the Balkaire laying the Megillah, I could be Yaitse with Shemeyakaina. Like, I'm always Yaitse with Shemeyakaina by Kriya Satira, because there's nothing extra that needs to be done. So I'm listening to you leaning, and it's as if, as if I'm saying every word, mila mila, vayihi, vayihi, bimei, bimei, but I don't have to scream it, I don't have to yell it, I just have to say it in an undertone, that's fine. But when it comes to anything extra, the Beis Alevi says, Shemekaina just simply cannot do the trick, you have to do that on your own. Kol Ram, you need to do it on your own by Birch so if there is a din in the Gemara that says that what that Aseris B'nei Haman Tzarech Lememrin Hobinashimachas, you have to say the Aseris B'nei Haman in one breath. Why do you have to say it in one breath? The Gemara says because they were all hanged and, and they died, they suffocated all in the same sen- in the same second. So we want to show that by having in one breath every all the Aseris B'nei Haman taken down as it were in one breath. 
So we have to do that. Now, I can't listen to the Valkyrie do this and expect for that to be on my record because that's an extra knech. That's a bell and whistle in the Kriyasa Kriya Megillah. So Shemei kind of just won't give me that. Shemei kind of does not have the power, the strength to be able to give me anything extra than a baseline Amira. And since the Nishimachas is something extra, that everybody has to stop, says the Raghat Shavar, do it yourself. Do the Nishimachas yourself. Then the Balkari himself will do his Nishimachas. And then he'll continue with a regular, with a regular Kriya Satira. This is what the Raghat Shavar says based on this base Halivi. The Nitziv in his Shail Satshuvas Meshiv Dover says that I believe that it's mutter, you could do Shemei Kaina by, um, by Birchus Kaanim, but he says different. He says that the only time that Shemei Kaina will work by Duchening is by the Bracha of Duchening. If one Kain wants to make the Bracha of Duchening and be mighty everybody else, that works. But not the actual Duchening himself. And he proves this from a Gemara in Megillah of Zayin Mebez that says that they asked Rabbi Lazar ben Shamua, How are you Zaychet Arichas Yamim? So he says that I bracha. I never duchened without making a bracha. Everybody asks, what do you mean? That's, don't you have to make a bracha? What is that? that for that you got Arichas Yamim? Everybody has to duchen with a bracha. What you're, you're from because you're duchening. You never, you never not, did not make a bracha by duchening. So what the Nitziv wants to say is, you know what the pshat in that is? I could have been yitzay my bracha birchaz with shamei kaina, but I never did that. I never opted out of making my own bracha. I always made my own bracha when it came to duchening. However, I wasn't Simon my friend. That's what I was saying. I didn't have to do that, but I, I made my own bracha, so that from Kaid entitled me to Arichas Yamim. So it's mashma from there that you could be Yaitse Shemei kind of by the bracha of Duchening. However, the Nitziv continues that that's only for, duchening, for the bracha of Duchening itself. But Duchening actually itself that you can't be able to be mighty somebody Shemekaina, and he brings the exact raya as the Beis Halevi. Now, just as a historical footnote, the Beis Halevi and the um, and the Nitziv were mechutanim. The Nitziv's granddaughter married her Chaim Salvechik, and uh, it's an interesting relationship. In fact, the Beis Halevi and the Nitziv, because the Beis Halevi and the Nitziv. Both were Rosh Yeshivas in Velazhin. But they had like a different style of learning and there was a dintaira about who would be actually at the helm of the Yeshiva. And the Nitziv won the dintaira. So the Nitziv stayed in Velazhin and the Beis Halevi left. He went, eventually he went to uh, Slutsk and to Brisk. But, uh, but obviously they, they remained in, on good terms personally, even though, you know, normally you go through a dintaira, it doesn't always work out that you want to stay friends with that person, but they stayed close enough that there is a shidduch made between the granddaughter of the, Nitzi, uh, of the Nitziv and, and the Beis Levi's son, Reb Chaim. So anyway, but it's interesting how the Nitziv and Reb Chaim and the Beis Levi are both like kimat toe-to-toe 
they're on the same wavelength as far as the Shiloh. He says, first of all, because Shemekaina, you don't find um, that you could be Yetzir Shemekaina by Koram, it's not going to work for you. And, uh, and he brings a few other riots, uh, a few other riots, uh, like, uh, like what I was uh, saying before. The Beis HaLevi, though, interesting, says, if you look at the end of his shul, he says, or it's brought, he doesn't actually say it, but there's a sefer in, that's called Chavetzal Sasharon, a beautiful sefer in the Beis Medish. We have it. It's a very big set. It takes up like a whole shelf, and it's on Chumash. But every volume is like either a whole, it's like very, very thick volumes, Every volume is either a half of a sefer, like let's say you have maybe Shemais, Aleph, and Beis, or Bamidbar, Aleph, and Beis, or maybe a few of them are an entire Svarim, Chumashim, in one volume. But this is written by a, a young Talmud Chacham. It's an amazing work. I once sat next to him on an airplane going to Eretz Yisrael. His name is uh, Rabbi Karlabach. He's, he's younger than I am, much younger than I am. And uh, he wrote this massive work of Lamdus on, on Chumash. But it's not on Chumash, it's like Sugyas, like Lamdus Sugyas that were taken out of the weekly parsha, And it's called Chavetzal Sashon. It's like a, a bestseller in Eretz Yisrael. Huge. We have, it's like a, a really amazing, it's amazing that one young Talmud Chacham would be able to put this all out uh, on his own. But he, um, but he did. And he, uh, so in this Sefer, he brings down that he heard from somebody who heard from the Beis HaLevi that, if the Beis HaLevi, that the Beis HaLevi said that had he known that it was actually a minig in Klai Yisrael in Trieste, and he said that there were big Tamil in Italy, that, uh, and, and they felt that you could be Yaitse with Shemei in Birchaz Kahanim, he would never have issued his verdict, his psaq, that you can't because of kol rum and whatever. He would never have said that. That's a raya that people will bring, that the chacham echa that the Beis HaLevi quoted, that he heard that, you know, you could be Yetzir Shemekaina, was, it could not have been Ravitzal HaKaim Mibilna, because Ravitzal HaKaim Mibilna was the one that said that this is an actual halacha, meaning halacha l'mais, this happens. In Trieste, in, in, in Italy, this actually did happen. So if the Beis HaLevi would have seen this Shuba himself, he wouldn't have said, oh, and I, I found out later that people actually do it. He must have heard it or seen it elsewhere that there is such a, uh, such a concept of Shemea, uh, that, that Shemea kind of actually is employed, Halacha Maisa, in, uh, in a shul in Italy. So that's basically the long and the short of the suga. There's a lot of other uh, of other maramakaimes um, that we could talk about, uh, but I just wanted to give you a little bit of a taste in case you never uh, heard the shaila. I feel it's important. It's like a basic uh, shaila, basic suga that people uh, are uh, familiar with when it comes to this parsha of Nasa with Birchas Ganim. I just wanted to, to, to tell you one other uh, reason that I saw abroad. It's in a sefer called Shaila Taira, and I, I love this reason. A different reason why does not should not work by Duchening, besides for the Kol Ram element of it. And that is because there is a din that a Kayin has to be Mavarich Klal Yisrael Ba'ava. 
It's actually in the bracha. The bracha that the Kahanim make in Duchening is Ashekitshanu Pikdushase Shal Aaron Akadishparucho invested us with the Kedusha of Aaron Akayin Vitzivanu and he commanded us Levarich as Amma Yisrael Ba'ava to bless Kla Yisrael Ba'ava with love. Nobody knows where this comes from. Where does it, where, what's the makar for this? To, that you, you have a, when, when else do we make a bracha that we're obligated to bless Kla Yisrael with love? Do you ever make a bracha anywhere else? You know, when you, uh, any, on any mitzvah, do you say, I, I have a chiv to shake lulav and esrik ba'ava? Do we say, I have to, I have to learn taira ba'ava? You should learn taira ba'ava. It's not invested, there's a, an Indian of avasa taira, but where do we find that, uh, the, you know, that you have a, uh, that it's in the bracha that there's a chiv to bless Kla Yisrael? Ba'ava, where, where, where do you know that from? Where do you, where do you know that? There's an interesting uh, thing I saw once. There's a, a great Tamar Chacham, a great Mekobol. Uh, he, he lived hundreds of years ago. His name was Ravali. And uh, he wrote Svarim on Kabbalah. Uh, so I saw quoted from him, very interesting pshat. Is anyone, if anyone's familiar with uh, French, um, the French language... And all languages, of course, really come from Lashna Kaidish. They just sort of, by Babel, they all took their own nuances and they created new languages. But the site of all languages, as we know, is all Lashna Kaidish. I've seen um, there are dictionaries that were published. I saw in Eretz Yisrael once in a storm, so a very fat dictionary, and it shows how many, many words that we can really identify come from Lashna Kaidish. They have they are rooted. In Lashna Kaidish. Uh, I mean, the most obvious one that I always think of is the word sack, right? A sack. It comes from the word sack, sack faifa, right? It's a, it's the same exact word. How does sack become, you know, because a sack was always the word for a sack. And then it somehow became, uh, it became sack. That's, but that's a very easy one. But then there's some that, you know, you have to uh, use a little bit more creativity to, to see. How, uh, how it comes from it, but all words really come from Lashna Kaidish. I always thought that the word Dilma, an Aramaic word, uh, Dilma in Aramaic is very close to Lashna Kaidish, is very closely related to the word Dilemma. Dilemma is, you know, I'm not sure. Dilma is also like, I'm not sure. And there's a lot of such examples of words that are, uh, uh, you know, Aramaic or Hebrew, but you'll find that English, and if I was knowledgeable in French and other languages, probably see a lot of some Latin, I guess, all really comes from Lashna Kaidish. So this valley said that the word in French for love, anyone know how to say love in French? So, again, I'm probably mispronouncing it, but it's amor, amor, or amore, or something, something like that, amor. And, uh, and so when the Torah says, Amar Lahem, by the beginning of Birchus Kehanim, Amar doesn't mean just to say it, it means to say it with love. So it's, Amar, Amar is, is, is love. And so there is a chiv to say it with love. Others say, of course, that Aaron HaKayin himself was the quintessential Ayev Am Yisrael. Aaron HaKayin was, the Mishnah Ave says that you're supposed to be Kitalmidai Shal Aaron, Ayev Shalom, Veroidev Shalom, Ayev Es Habriyais. 
He loved people. He was a people person. He had tremendous love for another Yid. So actually, if you look in the Mefarshim on, on, on that Mishnah and Avis, they say, they bring down from Chazal and that say that amazing stuff about Aaron Akayin that he would, he would go to, if he'd want to make peace with two people, between, let's say, two people, Reuben and Shimon, are fighting, he'd go to Reuven and he'd say, you know, Shimon really loves you, he feels so bad, and he wants to make up with you. He says, really? He, he said that? Yeah, he said it. I don't know, he, you know, he didn't say it, but Aaron Akayin told him that he did. And then he'd go to Shimon and say, you know, Reuben really feels bad for what he did, he wants to make up with you. And then Reuben and Shimon just come, they embrace, and, they, and all things are good. Because Aaron Akayim brought them together with love. Um, so Aaron Akayim, Asher Kitshon Aaron, you have the Kedusha of Aaron, so, um, so therefore, by extension, you're Aaron, you have to be Mavarech Klal Yisrael with the love of Aaron. Others say a little bit more of a, I don't know if it's cynical, but it, it's, it's a little too practical for my liking, but I've seen that Aaron Akayin, the Kaihanim, if let's say I'm not a Kayin, so if let's say I would give you a, blo- a, a blessing, and I'd say, you know, I, make, I want you to be really, really wealthy. So I bless you like that, but do I really, really want, in my heart of hearts, you know, I, I don't want you to be wealthier than me. You know, I, I don't mind you being, you know, have, making a nice living, but I don't want you to be richer than me. I want, I want to be the richer guy. I want to have the nicer car, the nicer house, the nicer, because, you know, everybody wants that. And, you know, if I bless you, it's, you should make a nice brand house, but don't, don't dare be wealthier than me. A kayin, when he's blessing people, Yivarech Hashem Yishmech Hashem should give you blessings of wealth. That's what Rashi says. Hashem bin Chasecha. You should have a lot of money. You should have the ability to keep your money safely invested and nobody should be able to take it away from you. A Kayin, when he's giving over that bracha, it's legit. You know why? Because the Kayin wants people to be very wealthy. Because the wealthier you are, the better it is for the Kayin. Why is that? Because the Kayin makes a, a percentage of whatever, he has a cut in, in, in whatever people are making. If it's a matnas kahuna, you know, you get, if you have a lot of animals, you get a lot, you have to give different parts of the animal to the kayin. So if you have two animals, I get this amount. If you have a hundred animals, you're very wealthy, I get a whole, you know, room full of, of meat. Have enough barbecue to last me the whole 4th of July, right? It's great. And then, uh, and then, um, uh, you know, trumas, I get a nice percentage of truma, whatever, whatever, 40th, the 50th, the 60th, but if you have a little field, it doesn't really pay the bills. But if, if you have a huge property, you know, if you have uh, millions of, of acres of land and you're giving me the truma, I'm going to be very wealthy myself. So Cain is really the one person who is able to bench Kalei Yisrael and mean it. If you're giving a, a person giving out brachas, you know, unless he's really a good-hearted person and, and really wants his friend's benefit, it's, it's questionable whether or not the bracha is really ba'ava. But a kayin is able to give a bracha wholeheartedly because he has skin in the game. He's, uh, you know, I don't love the pshat because it seems that, you know, it makes it a little bit too, too, too practical for, for, you know, for a nice drasha. It's like a little bit too practical. But I've seen Mefarshim say that as well. But the pshat that I wanted to share with you is that when it comes to Shemeya Ka'ina, 
Shemir Ka'ina is very nice when it comes to Kiddush. Kiddush, it works nicely with, I make a Kiddush for, you know, I make Kiddush, and you're Yaitzu with my Kiddush, it's nice. But if there's a din by Birchus Kaihanim, that Hamavarichas Am Yisrael Ba'ava, Ava is something that every single Kayin has to do on his own. You can't outsource Ava. It's not something that you could do on my behalf. Every Kayin has to express Ava, you know, all on his own. So ma- imagine if, like, you're engaged to uh, your Kala and you're, uh, and, uh, you know, and you say, uh, instead of saying, well, let's not say Kala, let's say after you're married, you know, you want to tell your wife that you love her, right? it's your anniversary. So instead of saying you love her, you have your friend, you know, call your wife and say, uh, you know, I love you, and, and your husband's sitting next to me, and he's doing it Shemei Kaina. Now, that wouldn't really have the same effect. I think, you know, don't bother coming home that night, or if you're going to get her flowers, get her a lot more flowers, and maybe some jewelry as well. Because, you know, that doesn't work. What do you mean, you love me, and you have your friend, you know, do your dirty work for you? Like, if you love me, tell me yourself that you love me. Hamavarches Am Yisrael Ba'ava means that every Kayin has to, forget about Kol Ram, that's a, that's a different problem. But Ava has to be done personally. It sort of reminds me, as I'm saying it, of the, uh, the famous Avodram. Avodram was a Rishon who wrote a, uh, arguably the most important commentary on Siddur, on Tfilah. So he says that, why is it that, that by Maidim, Everybody sort of, it's, it lines up very well with our shir because we're speaking about, you know, times during Shem, when Shemir Kainah doesn't do the trick. He said, Aseris Benihamah doesn't do the trick. Possibly Duchanda. You ever wonder why by Maidim Durabanan, every single person, the, the, the Shlich Sibur stops and everybody themselves says Maidim Durabanan on their own? I, I've been listening to the Shlich Sibur say everything else for me and it worked. All of a sudden, when it comes to Maidim, everybody stops and we have to make our own Maidim Durabon. What's going on? We don't have that in any other part of Shmanes, right? Of Chazar Sashatz. So the Abudram says that when it comes to saying thank you, Hakar Satayv, again, you can't outsource thank you. You can't have somebody else, you know, by the way, you, you know, how would you feel? You know, somebody, let's say you gave somebody a lift up to the country. He didn't pay you. He didn't split the tolls with you. He didn't split the gas with you. All you expected was a thank you, right? That's all you wanted. You got a, a text from this guy's friend, and he says, by the way, uh, Chaim wanted me to tell you thank you. And he, he asked me to be my, your Hishliya. I said, what? He was sitting with me for three hours in the car. He couldn't once say thank you to me. He has to tell you to say, thank you has to be something that you do on your own. You don't thank somebody through a shliach. If you really feel appreciation, you call the person up or you say, or you go visit him or you, or you text. You do something on your own. You want to say thank you, Tashem. You don't use the shliach tzibor to say thank you for you. You don't do it through, through chazar hashatz. You say maidim on your own. Maidim drabanan means everybody's got to say thank you on their own. You have to bow down and say thank you yourself because it doesn't work with with Shemekain. It doesn't work through Shlichas. It doesn't work through Arabis. You got to do some things on your own. And that's how it works as well when it comes to Duchanan. When it comes to Duchanan, when it comes to Birkas Kehanim, you can't be Yetzeh, the din of Duchanan, 
through Shamei Kaina because Ava has to be done on your own. You have to love somebody else. If you really love somebody else, you do it directly and personally. And you can't expect that you say something and somebody else, the Ava will somehow, by osmosis, spread through the room. Every Kain has to think and feel with their hearts that was given to them, Birusha from Aaron. Every Kain is supposed to have a heart that's full of love for Klal Yisrael. And that's brimming with Abbas Yisrael. That's what a Kayin is supposed to be. There's Shulchad Rachmana, there's Shulchad Didan. There's something very special about a Kayin. A Kayin is somebody that really is supposed to project the Midas of Aaron Akayin. And he has to have love, and he has to do his Aveda with love, and he has to serve Hakadish with love, and he has to spread Abbas Hashem throughout the world. Shem Shemai Misayev Al Yodecha. That's what a Kayin is. So for Cain to stand up on a duchen and not to say anything and have somebody else say it for him, doesn't work. Ava has to be something that you do on your own. And this is a tremendous lesson for all of us, for all of us, because you have to say thank you on your own. You can't assume a thank you, and you can't assume an I love you. And you can't assume, it has to be done by yourself. It has to be done by yourself. You might think that the person, a lot of times I hear people, very from people, say, let's say, when it comes to Mother's Day. You know, I don't, I don't hold a Mother's Day. I don't hold a Mother's Day. You know, she knows that I love me. She knows that I love her. And, you know, I'm not, it's Gaiyish, it's Chukas And I always say, you know, if your mother is as from as you are, fine. Your mother has this shita about Mother's Day not being a thing, so then fine. But I bet you your mother doesn't feel as from as you do about this. She's expecting on Mother's Day that she looks out her window, she sees all of her neighbors, Jewish, Gaish, they're all getting, all the kids are suddenly coming to her door with flowers and with gifts and with, with chocolates and whatever, and they're spending time together, whatever. And she's sitting there alone, and she's waiting for you to come, and you're not coming, that's a chutzpah. But, but she knows that, yes, know, her knowing that she lo- is not the same as you telling her that I love you and that I appreciate you. And the same thing is true for Father's Day, and the same thing is true for people's birthdays and, and anniversaries. And if you, want, if you feel appreciation, you feel love, you have to say it, you have to verbalize it. You can't assume anything. Rapam used to say, when you're speaking about this sort of concept, about how you have to really express appreciation, I think he's talking in terms of Shalom Bayez, and how many people, when they get married, they stop you know, appreciating their wife. When they're engaged, everything is, you know, oh my gosh, she's amazing, and you, had you, you made these cookies for me, they're delicious, and you, know, and, and, and you, you, know, and, uh, uh, you look so pretty, and you're, you know, you... you, you whatever, you're davening, so not, all of a sudden they get married and you don't, you don't notice anything that your wife is doing anymore. The cooking is taken for granted and the cleaning is taken for granted and the, and the getting dressed up for you is taken for granted and, and, and the nice things that she's saying and the mysterious nefesh, all that goes out the window because now I'm married, I don't have to say anything. It's, it's self-understood. So Rapam said that once upon a time there was a farmer and the farmer was a grubyan. He was a very tough, rugged, you know, grub guy, and he'd come home every night after working on the farm, 
and his wife would serve him a beautiful supper. They weren't wealthy, but whatever she had, she cooked some potatoes for him, and she made some chicken for him, and she and some broccoli, and she always made it so nice, and she put a lot of work into it, and planning it, and preparing it as nicely as she could. And every day the farmer came into the house, and he didn't say, he didn't notice it, he didn't say thank you, he didn't say it was delicious, he just, you know, dug right in, and then, you know, and then, and then left the table like that. So one day, this farmer comes home, and he's all hungry, he's ready for supper, and he sees there's a bale of hay on his seat, by his seat. Instead of the normal supper that he's used to, it's like a square, you know, thing of hay like you'd give a behemoth. So he says, he says, what is this? Where's my supper? She says, this is supper tonight. He says, what do you mean this is supper? This is for the animals. I don't... She says, well, you know, I give the, the same thing to the animals. They don't say thank you. They don't have any appreciation. So I figured, you know what? You don't appreciate me. The animals don't. We might as well give you the same thing I'm giving the animals every day. And that's the sight of, of what we have to make sure to do every single day of our life. The people that are good to us, we have to appreciate. We have to say thank you. We have to say I love you. You cannot outsource that. You cannot assume that. It has to be done. You can't... Shemir Ka'ina doesn't work. Lumdus doesn't work when it comes to love, when it comes to appreciation, when it comes to gratitude. It's got to be done by ourselves. We have to do it and we have to say it. We have to mean it. And if we don't mean it, and we're, even if we're saying it and we're not really, you know, uh, we don't really mean it with a full heart, it's also not good. If we're doing something, it has to be done completely and with a full heart. And we can't not say it. We can't assume that, well, you know, my sister said it, my brother says, I don't have to say it. I once heard a shear from her five cone who was the Badia Sholchan. He wrote a very famous sefer on, uh, on Yerudeya, different Simanim uh, and Yerudeya, on uh, Taruvas and, uh, and Shechita and uh, Malicha and Basrechalov uh, and Nida, etc. And, uh, and basically, I used to daven in his shul a lot when I lived in Flatbush, and he once said the following vart. He said that a lot of times there are speakers, let's say, or Rabbanim or Svarim, we get a lot of, we, get, we, we use the Svarim a lot or we listen to them a lot. Sometimes, you know, you listen, let's say, uh, on Torah anytime. You know, there's a thousand speakers there and some of them are really, really good and, uh, you know, they get, and, and a lot of people are like addicted to certain speakers. They get a lot out of them. So, you know, we assume that, let's say, Rabbi X, who is like, everyone's going crazy over his classes, and everybody's like super into it, and, you know, so I don't have to, oh, I don't have to thank him personally, because he's already like a rock star, like nobody, you know, he needs my thank you. He's a famous rabbi, the whole world is, you know, he goes to every, uh, you know, a good convention, Pesach program, he's out there, he, he's t- doing well, Baruch Hashem, I don't have to give him, uh, you know, special, or let's say I, I, I love a safer. let's say Chavetz Sharon, I get a lot of use out of that safer. You know, Rabbi Karlovach needs my compliments, he already, you know, he, he put them out, he probably got a lot of covet for it already, he doesn't need my, but you use it so much, you're getting Hana from it. Or let's say you, uh, you read a, a, 
a magazine, like, uh, you know, you read the Yated or uh, Mishpach or whatever, and sometimes you read an article and it really resonates with you. It's like, wow, this guy's mamish on point, and he, you know, it's very inspirational, or I needed to hear this, or... And Sir Feivel used to say that don't assume that, you know, the guy doesn't need your thanks. Every single speaker, every single Talmud Chacham, every single Rebbe needs a compliment, needs chizah. You know why? Because the same way that you didn't think that it was important to give him a compliment because he's so great, he's so big, and was he... Everybody does the same thing. So in the meantime, this guy, this rabbi, this rabbi, this Balmachaber, he, you know, he's spending so much time putting out his svarim, and, you know, and, and no one's thanking him. And he's wondering, like, who am I doing this for? I prepared, I put so much time into the shear, and, like, nobody ever, nobody at the end of the shear said, wow, rabbi, thank you, that was a beautiful shear. It has a reishim on a person. When you compliment somebody, you don't know what you do for the person. When you don't compliment the person, it makes the person wonder, like, did anyone in the world, uh, you know, even care? Did it matter? And this is not only true for, you know, I used the dramatic case of Torah anytime. It's true for your Abayim. True for your Abayim. How many times did we just, your Rebbe just gave a shear and you enjoyed it, or, you know, maybe it was hard, but you, you know, you appreciated that the he put a lot of effort into it. Whether or not you got anything from it or not is, you know, secondary. And then everybody just runs to Mincha after Shir is over, like as if it was like a movie. Like the movie's over, you don't have to apply it, you don't have to... How about like once in a while, you don't have to do it every day because then it becomes like ridiculous, but once in a while to go over to your Rebbe and say, Rebbe, by the way, I, I know that you put in so much work into these Shirim and I just want you to know that it, 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 it's meaningful, that I, I'm growing from it, I, I'm gaining from it, I appreciate it. And when you do that, it, it makes the person like really, you know, feel like, okay, I'm doing this for something. It's not like I could say anything that I want and everybody, and no one cares anyway, like that farmer's wife, that, you know, proud thing, like, what do I have to even go through all the extra, you know, jump through hoops to make a nice share? Nobody cares anyway. I know that personally... I know after she, everybody's going to come over to me and give me a big yeshikayach and, you know, wait for next week to do that. But, um, you know, a lot of times I know that people really, you know, when people compliment me, you know, I appreciate it. I do. Like people sometimes, sometimes anytime I get emails from places and very interested, I don't want to T4, but like, you know, people like from all over the world, I get emails from Panama and like, you know, and, and South Africa and like people are listening to it. But I don't know how many, I never asked her anytime to give me the stats because I don't want to, you know, I'm, I don't want, either way, I don't want to hear it. You know, if it's too big, I don't want it to go to my head. And if it's too little, I don't want to get depressed. But, you know, I know that people are listening, and, and people sometimes bother to track down my email, and you know, and, and you know, and, or from my svarim or whatever, and it means a lot. It means a lot. I was once eating in a restaurant in Eretz Yisrael, in the hotel restaurant where I stay, and there was a, a very big Talmud Chacham that was sitting with his wife on the other end of the restaurant, and he's a very nice. I don't want to say who it is, but um, he puts out svarim that are very, very popular. Very popular. We had, you know, we had guys in yeshiva that were very into svarim, and they would buy them, and some of them would 
give me them as gifts and whatever. Very, very chashavasvarim. And this guy, this rabbi, rabbi comes over to me and I said, wow, you're, you know, you're the, this Mechaber Sefer and you, know, you should just know that I get a lot of use out of it and, uh, you know, guys in yeshiva are really into it and landers and, uh, you know, and I saw he was like beaming and then he said, do you mind if I bring my wife over and you tell her the same thing that you just told me? I said, sure, I'll do that for you, why not? So he schlepped his wife over. I was sitting alone at the rest. I was a little pathetic, but I was sitting eating my steak alone. And then, uh, and then, um, and then, uh, you know, he brought his wife over, and I told her exactly the same nusach, and I even embellished a little bit on top of that or whatever. And and I learned from that a tremendous yisaid that like you think this guy is putting out these farim, this rav. Putting out these farm, he probably has the world in his hand. Everybody is like probably being him. He has a very big shul in Brooklyn and whatever. You think like his wife already sort of by, gets it by now, like who she's married to and what's going on and whatever. But apparently not. Apparently, like it was like so such a chiddush that somebody actually was giving him a compliment and a nice compliment that he wanted his wife to, who is a shutif with him in life, and, you know, to appreciate that people are actually using his farm, which means to say that it's not a common thing. People are not, like, throwing roses at him every single day. They should, but they don't. And it's a very important yisaid. It's important for, for daily living, if you're a single, you know, if you're a bacher, to appreciate your rebbe to appreciate your rob, to appreciate your chabrusa, to appreciate your roommate, not to take anyone for granted. When you get married, Allah has come of a comma, your wife every day, you got a supper, was delicious. I don't know how you did this, it's amazing, you made it so, so amazing. They say a beautiful story with Rabshleimah Hyman. Rabshleimah Hyman was a uh, great Rosh Shiva of Tarvadas, Chidusha Rabshleimah, you know, he rocked the world, he rocked the entire world, his Chidusha blew open, blew open the world. He didn't have children, so his Talmidim were like his children. And him and his wife, you know, had a very close marriage. They had no, you know, they were, they just had each other. That was their whole family. So when Rib Hyman was older, he had a heart condition. So him and his wife together went to the heart doctor, the cardiologist, and the doctor says, listen, we just did a battery of tests on you. You have to cut out salt from your diet. And he looks at it, the doctor looks at his wife and says, you have to make sure he doesn't, the rabbi doesn't have salt. Uh, you know, the food might not be tasty, but, you know, that's the price you have to pay for, for good health. So Rav Shlomo looks at his wife and he says to her, do you think it's possible that you could make food that doesn't have a good taste? Meaning that he so appreciated his wife, the great Rav Shlomo you know, that... He so appreciated his wife that he complimented her food every single day. Was, like, that was what he did every single day. He didn't, he didn't take her for granted for a minute. And if we're able to learn this at a young age, this ability to appreciate somebody else, to love somebody else, and to realize that you can't assume anything you have parents, you have to thank God that you have parents when they're still alive, and you have to call them every, I'd say every day, you know, and thank them every day for what they're doing, and, you know, you know, my, 
my my I, I, my kids call my mother. You know, can I know her? She's uh, you know she's in her nineties. Every day, I think you know my 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 son Eretz Yisrael calls her every single day. He calls her more than he calls me. Just appreciation, love. Like, don't assume that you know. You know, you have to chaperone. You have to make sure that you appreciate people. And you know, if you're married, you have to, and you want to stay married, you want to stay happily married. You have to show appreciation every single day. You cannot assume that you know this is just a given. When you when you start assuming that everything that people do good for you is a given, that's when suddenly you know you you find a bale of hay, a proverbial bale of hay, on your plate. Because you realize then that, oh my gosh, I was so falling short of Akar Satayv. I never understood how important it was. So this schmooze is sort of like a booster shot to remind all of us, all of us in this room and beyond, how duchenen, there are certain things you could be yaitz with Shemek Aina, and that, even that's a chiddish, if you stop and think about it, that I could be yaitz a kiddish with Shemek Aina, like maybe Akadish Baruch deserves his own kiddish. And that's, and the Gemara, Chazal speak about this also, like it's, there's a maila of doing things with Shemek Aina because it's broiv am, there's a special, you know, you do things in a big cluster of people, that itself is a covered freshman. But if not for that reason, you shouldn't be able to be yes with Shemek Aina. You should have to thank HaKadosh Baruch for yourself. Say Kiddush for, to Hashem yourself on Shabbos. What are you, what are you, you being saying on me to thank Hashem? But all right, there's a, another din of uh, broiv am that, that Baruch Hashem plays in here. But we should have to thank Hashem ourselves, just like with Maidim Dirabban, we thank Hashem. We should have to thank Hashem ourselves. So Shemekaina might work for certain things for whatever reason, but Shemekaina does not work when it comes to relationships. When it comes to interpersonal relationships, you have to say yourself thank you. You have to bless people personally. You have to yourself express appreciation, love gratitude, and never, ever stop. And people that are like this, people that are always expressing gratitude genuinely, they're amazing people. People love those types of personalities. Because who doesn't like a compliment? Who doesn't need a compliment? But people that just are grub and they assume everything is, you know, is a given and the fact that we have food is a given and the fact that, you know, we have shear is a given and the fact that there's a drasha is a given and the fact everything's a given without acknowledging, without stopping and thinking for a second how much work went into making the food, how much work went into planning a Shabbaton, how much work went into arranging for, a, you know, for a trip. How much money did your parents have to invest to send you to Lander, to send you to Eretz Yisrael? Think about it for a second. I, I start knowing this myself a little bit because my kids are coming of age. I know how much things cost. I know how much it costs to send a kid to high school, to send a kid to Israel for one year, for two years, for three years, send a kid to Lander. How much, it's, it's a lot of money. It's a big investment. Whether you're on scholarship or you're not on scholarship, it doesn't matter. There's always a lot of money that your parents are laying, just the plane tickets and just the, the, the clothing and the meal plan, everything. It's money. It's real money. Your parents are working very hard to earn that money. If you just assume that that's a given, then how do you think your parents... I know how I feel when you know, I don't get a proper thank you from my kids. It doesn't feel too good. So I'm sure your parents aren't much different than I am. So these are... Very, very important you said this that we're learning today. This is life. 
the more that you're able to understand these yesidas of personally express, being expressive, with a, it's hard to appreciate people because, you know, whatever the psychology is we've spoken about that, I don't want to dwell on that right now, it's definitely hard to say thank you. But it's harder to not say thank you. Because when you don't say thank you, it sort of, it, it, it creates a very bad feeling. And you don't want that in life. You want people to continue giving you, to continue benching you, to continue wanting that you should succeed. And so the, all, the gas to put in the car to continue that is just a simple thank you, to say I love you and I appreciate all that you do. And if we haven't done it, then after the shmuz, call your parents and tell them that. Because they, they deserve it. They're waiting for it. And once a year it might work for Gayim, it doesn't work for a Yid. For a Yid, every single day, call your parents and say, I love you. And even if you're not the mushy type, learn how to be the mushy type. It's so important in the living years to be able to say constantly to your parents and to your wife and to your friends, thank you, I appreciate you, I love you. If you get that, you say, then you have life. That, that's life. That's been Adam Lachaveri. That's Haftalirecha You like compliments, so guess what? Other people like compliments also. It's free. To give a compliment is ap- it costs no money. But it's something that we're so stingy with for some reason. But it's time to learn the art of generosity with compliments. How Shemekaina does not work at all when it comes to Ava. And in Hashem, we're able to learn this, then we will be able to be amazing husbands, amazing fathers, amazing friends, amazing children, and amazing human beings. Boss, co-worker, employer, employee, whatever it is, if you know how to compliment and you know how to, how to build other people up and to say thank you and to say I love you, that is what life is all about. Everybody say have a beautiful Shabbos.